Hi there, my name is Simba Dube, and you are listening to the CRO Cafe podcast, a show where we give you raw conversations based on real experimentation experience and consistent conversion optimization results. In today's episode, I'm joined by one of the top experts in conversion optimization, Rich Page. Rich is one of the few people who have been doing conversion rate optimization for more than 15 years. Before writing two books about conversion optimization, he wrote a thesis on usability for his masters. Yeah, so I've always been really interested in improving websites. You know, um, I used to try to email that some of the owners of websites when I found things I didn't like when I was much younger. Um, you know, back when mm. Amazon was back in the mid '90s. Um, so I've always really been in, in, interested in improving websites. Um, then I actually wrote a thesis on usability, website usability, for my masters. Mm which because um, I found web usability really interesting and has an impact on the usability of websites. And then actually I started to get really interested in, into learning what actually happens at websites and how they perform and by using web analytics. So um, one of the books that really got me into that was um, Avanesh Kaushik's um, Web Analytics an Hour a Day, which mm -hmm. um, was a, an amazing real eye-opener book, which was really interesting because I, I never would have dreamt that I would eventually write a book in the same series um, yeah. of, you know, this hour a day series. So, but then, um, and then one of the other really eye-opening things that I read was a book called Call to Action by Brian Eisenberg, which that was one of his first books. I think that was um, mid 2000, yeah, 2005, I think it was. And that really opened up my eyes to, what you can do with CRO and A-B testing to improve websites. Um, and then the rest is really history. I mean, I've got other other things that really helped get me into this industry are um, um, online marketing. I did a lot of online marketing and started to realize, oh, it's well, why don't things always work that well? So then you start to realize, oh, is it because of the website? So that's that really, that really helped and um, related really well to CRO. Okay, so was it called conversion rate optimization or there was a different name? That, that's a very good question. Um, it was more about A-B testing back in those days. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so and then CRO term kind of got big. Um, ironically, my book I called website optimization mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't at, that term was more popular than CRO in the day. So my publisher mm -hmm. decided it would be better to call it website, website optimization. Then the problem is that then confused people that thought that that was SEO, search engine optimization. So and then and then that, that CRO term has finally become a bit more widespread in the industry now. So which is which is good news. Nice, nice. Before you got into conversion optimization, what were you doing to pay the bills? What was helping you pay the bills? Um, I was doing online marketing for um, a, a couple of businesses. And which was really interesting, you know, doing things like um, Google Ads, uh, SEO, um, and uh, other types of online marketing. And then uh, um, I started to want to know exactly the performance of it. So that's when how I got into being a web analyst and then um, started that role. And then I then realized, oh, I want to I want to know um, I'm not, I don't want to just do reporting. I want to actually give insights into, OK, this is what I recommend based on what I've seen need mm -hmm. to improve XYZ to fix those issues where you know the, people are dropping off at, at a certain page or they're not they're not getting to where they're supposed to or they're abandoning the checkout. 
so that's that's what really that's the path that really took me into CRO um, and, I, and I think it's a good kind of I think it's hard to really get straight into CRO like um, without having yeah. some kind of background in those um, I, I, you know some people get uh, talk about statistics a lot for example like um, it's useful but I think being a web analyst um, is actually even more um, important and um, get, having that mindset of like trying to analyze what could be wrong um, to come up with the ideas to improve in the first place. You have been doing this for more than 15 years. I think you're one of the OGs in conversion rate optimization. How many websites do you think you've optimized so far? Yeah, that's a good question. Oh, like, well, I've been doing um, many um, website audits. Um, I've been, I don't know, hundreds in in the last fifteen years, all the way from when I used to work for Disney. Uh, I was one of them. Um, I was their manager of reporting and, and um, analysis when I started to get into A/B testing and CRO for them. Um, mm -hmm. To bigger clients like um, Vodafone when I was working at Adobe. Um, and then um, all the way um, through smaller e-commerce companies, smaller software as a service businesses. So um, yeah, I've, I've worked for hundreds of different types of um, businesses as well as um, hundreds of, you know, probably getting on you know, 500 different types of websites. So, I mean, I just, this, this is my real passion. There are different kinds of conversion research techniques but you specialize on customer and visitor surveys. Why those two? I mean, I was always using web analytics and um, uh, to come up with insights for um, better website improvement ideas. But mm -hmm. I've really discovered that if you get into this conversion research um, and do things like visitor surveys um, and customer surveys um, really well, you. I mean, it forms a goldmine of insights and website improvement ideas that work much better than just relying on best practices, which don't don't often work for websites because every website's unique, every yeah. website's different. Mm -hmm. Too many companies out there focused on that. Um, too many people just chase those quick wins and, they, and they're disappointed when they don't work. Well, it's because if you're not listening to your audience, um, and understanding what their needs and doubts and hesitations are, um, and what they're what they're really having issues with, um, and want to have improved, then you're kind of chasing you're barking up the wrong tree almost, and you're not going to have as big impacts from from what you're doing there. So um, yeah, that's that's how I've got into really doing this and specialising in it, and it's and it's and it's fascinating. It really is. Yeah, it's a fascinating thing for sure. And I think people tend to misunderstand a lot of things about conversion rate optimization, a lot of aspects. But when it comes to customer and visitor surveys, do you think that's also the case? Yeah, I think whenever I initially say that I want to do these surveys to my clients or I talk about them, a lot of, them, a lot of people think of these surveys as being like, you know, product surveys um, that are just asking about what did you think of the product or what did you think about the customer service, um, which uh, are a pretty dry topic. And obviously the people who are completing them don't really care about them. They're usually, you know, 50 questions long. They take you way too long to answer. So yeah. there's 
there is some kind of negative connotations with those. Whereas the types of visitor and customer surveys that work well for a CRO are more to do with improving the visitor um, experience. So trying to get feedback on, you know, what what they were doing online, what they liked, what they didn't like. Um, so those are really important things that um, uh, the differentiation and misunderstanding about those surveys. Mm. So, and also a lot of people think that um, these visitor surveys, because so many people are starting to do them, but they're not doing them very well. And unfortunately, they make the mistake of popping them up immediately, which is kind of crazy if you think about it, because if you've just arrived on a website, you're not going to have, not, not only are you going to be annoyed by seeing a pop-up, yeah, um, you, you won't even have any, have had any time to use the website to give any good feedback. So that's, that's why I think these surveys get a bad rep. Yes, I'm one of those people who thinks that pop-ups and surveys can be annoying and distracting sometimes. So how do you come up with a survey that is more appealing and less annoying? Is there a best way you can strike a balance between less annoying and more appealing? So yeah, visitor surveys, what you really need to do is um, you need to, first of all, get around that point of when to ask them using yeah. a pop-up survey. So what you would do is you would make that appear generally after a couple of minutes. And ideally, you want to make it show only after they have seen a product page or a service page or a pricing page or something that mm -hmm. would indicate that they are, they've got quite far down their journey. Um, don't, don't leave it up to the checkout point. Obviously, you won't get so many people um, in there anyway to give you that information. So that's going to be really important. And then... One of the other key things is the um, not only the questions you use, which I'll kind of cover later on, but um, how you're even asking for this feedback. Because um, I've this is probably another thing that people are annoyed with is that when people may have run these visitor services previously, they may mm -hmm. have a not incentivized it because mm -hmm. and therefore not got many very responses. So kind of given up on it, like oh that didn't work. I tried it, didn't work. Or they um, they will offer like a um, we will give a five whatever it is five pound five dollar um, incentive if you complete this survey. Or they will say win a hundred pound or win a hundred dollars or whatever. Um, have a chance to win it. Now um, neither has there has worked particularly well because often people will just fill those surveys in to try to win the incentive. And yeah. I've seen it in the results. It's like, oh, um, you know, uh, I, I really want to win this survey. It will mean that I can finally buy this uh, this this prize. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought of the idea a couple of years ago to change that to, to be um, instead of saying um, we you can win, uh, you have a chance of winning. Actually, changing that to be um, to say if you give us the best and most useful feedback to us you could win um and this 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 prize nice. which actually makes them work harder and give better feedback mm -hmm. um and it makes and it and really cuts down this kind of crap of um of visitors just mm. responding like yes or no kind of answers and really i mean i've got some amazing detailed answers yeah. um, um so that to me is one of the biggest um, improvements that anyone can make to their surveys is how uh, actually are, how they're popping up that question to get people interested 
um, and setting up that right kind of um, um, expectation of um, what they need to do in order to try to win it. So that works extremely well. So, um, and then some other things for actually setting up the visitor survey. Um, I've talked about when it should show and then the incentivizing it, but um, you, um, you also, um, what else was there? I would also offer a kind of a, a gift certificate either to your own website or if you, or if you want to make it even more broad, you could offer like an Amazon gift certificate. $50 works well, depending on the budget I've gone, I've had clients who've gone up to $250 um, one time for the best feedback, um, which does work the best. Um, and if you think about it, if you're probably spending hundreds per week, per even per day on Google ads or something. So this is a drop in the ocean of, in comparison to the insights you'll get from it. So try to get as much as, give it high as the higher you get, the more responses that you will get. Um, and then, because you really need it, really needs to at least need a hundred responses from this visitor survey to be able to get enough insights to to um, to get um, enough feedback to work with. So that's that's what I really recommend. Um, and then customer surveys. I'll just talk about setting those up quickly. The key difference with that is that you need to email this a survey to your customers and it should be slightly different than um than the, the visitor feedback the visitor feedback really should be like five really short questions again i'll cover those in a minute of what they should be um but they're more to do with they're getting that quick first impressions um and asking them some of the things that might be causing them problems or not understanding whereas so yeah so customer surveys are different than visitor surveys because they um really try to get that feedback from the people who have purchased and it's mm -hmm. really important to do that because you'll kind of help understand what nearly stopped them from purchasing that is one of the key things that you need to ask the customers because if you can figure that out then and address those issues on your website you know maybe they didn't trust you or they couldn't quite do something or you didn't have enough information then you, you can fix your website and address those issues and to stop other people um potentially not purchasing like just mm -hmm. like this just like your customer nearly didn't purchase so it's really important there and then as i was saying yeah this will be longer than your visitor survey so visitor survey you want to limit to like five six questions it just has to be short um to the point whereas this can be a bit longer um you know 15 20 questions don't go like you know like 50 questions or something ridiculous where i've seen on <laughs> some of these surveys out there um that you, you know you just get such a high drop off rate towards the end and people just get um annoyed um and give up so th that's um the real differences between the customer service but they're both really equally important so visitor surveys will you'll get the people who haven't purchased yet who will mm -hmm. have very different inputs and feedback whereas customers they've already bought so um they've been through the whole journey and purchased so they will actually have just as good feedback so they can tell you you know as i said what nearly stopped them from purchasing Okay, so when it comes to customer surveys and customer interviews, I believe that the quality of feedback and insights you get from your customers is determined by the 
quality of questions that you ask them. So meaning that if you ask them garbage questions, you're going to get garbage insights or garbage feedback. So do you have like a specific questions that you normally ask your customers, questions that guarantee quality feedback? Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, because I've been doing these so now, I've kind of worked out what um, questions have seem to get better results and better insights than others. Mm -hmm. One of my favorites at the moment for visitor surveys is um, um, what doubts or hesitations do you have about this website? Mm. So, and that's good because it will really help understand if there's any trust or credibility issues. Um, you know, like they, maybe they don't know who you are well enough. You don't, um, you, you're not showing social proof or other things. Those will, um, You'll, you'll get some good answers there, some, uh, which which will help. And by the way, when you're in in the beginning of the survey, you should always ask people to be um, uh, to, to to be honest as possible and to um, give uh, any suggestions for improvements because mm -hmm. you don't want people to just be nice. That's the worst thing, even with user tests as well. Is like you just getting people who just just polite and like oh yes this is great oh i would have purchased you know, like because you, you, you don't care about that you, um you almost want them to say bad things um mm -hmm. and I, I prefer it when they do um so that that's really important to um a, a mention in you know in the introduction to the survey when you're asking these questions so that's one that's a really good question for visitor surveys um another one that works really well i've learned is is there anything stopping you from purchasing right now? Similar to the question I just mentioned, but this is really, you know, like perhaps they um, have just tried to um, find something that they couldn't find and don't know the answer to it. Therefore, you know, per perhaps they're trying to, they can't find out how much it is for shipping or they can't, um, they don't understand about the, 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 the um, return services or they don't understand how the free trial works. Mm -hmm. um whether they're going to get billed at a certain point all those types of things um or perhaps they even find they found an issue on your website like may maybe there there is something broken so that's why that's mm -hmm. a really good question then um for uh, um another really good question to ask is and this is kind of trying to help understand your customer ideal customer in in in, in a bit broader terms Asking mm -hmm. what are the key factors that influence their purchase decision when they're mm -hmm. buying something like that? Because once you know that, it, it, it may be very different than what you think it is. So if you think that it's the quality and actually isn't, um, and they care more about price, um, mm -hmm. then maybe you want to adapt your messaging to mention that a bit more clearly, or perhaps they want the, you know, like with clothes, they want something that lasts a long time rather than something that doesn't last very long. Um, that can give you some really good insights there, but all these are much better than just simply asking, um, what do you think of this website, which are very broad, very, um, uh, do you have any issues with it? Um, you need to almost frame them in this different way to try to get them to give that answer to you that will give you the best feedback. I like that the examples you gave are open-ended questions and they give customers enough room to express themselves. But when you ask a customer or a visitor, what doubts do you have on this website? I think that's more of a leading question that assumes that they were doubting something on your website. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is a good question. Uh, but the way I think about it, like it, it would be very rare for someone to come on your website and purchase immediately without having any reservations. Yeah, Everyone yes. is always going to have some kind of doubt or mm -hmm. hesitation. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you, so don't don't think about being negative um, in that sense. Um, mm -hmm. And if they've already got down to that path of giving you feedback, they're probably quite interested in the product. If people don't like your product um, and don't like your website, they're going to be gone immediately. So you yeah. would have already factored out those kind of people. Okay, suppose one of our listeners has an e-commerce website. How often should they launch a survey? And is there like a specific moment that they should launch it? Yeah, so it's a very good question. So a visit, visitor survey, you, um, I suggest doing this probably, I mean, first of all, if you haven't done it before, do it now. Go and do these questions. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, I offer services that help you come up with these specific questions because all, all of those questions I've given, just talked about are very good general questions. There are very specific ones you're going to want to ask for your particular type of website. Um, but so it's important you get that right first time. Um, but then, so you need to launch that, get, as I said, a hundred responses, do some analysis, be amazed at the insights that you'll get. Um, use those as ideas for A-B testing. Um, and if you've got enough traffic, that is, um, and then, uh, or just website improvements. Um, if you don't have that luxury of having enough traffic to do a lot of A-B testing. And then once you've done that, I, I would always recommend doing a follow-up perhaps in six months time, depending on how much you've get to improve. So if you've, if you, if you've improved a significant amount in three months time or, or I've already launched a, a major redesign, do it again, because it's always important to get that feedback anytime you launch anything major. So, so as I said, first time do it, if you've never done it before, then maybe once every six months to a year, and then also anytime you're launching a new website or anything major launches. And then with customers, um, what I would do is I would do email it to them um and again do it as soon as possible go back you know at least a year's worth of customers if you go back much further your your website is probably could have already changed quite a lot so they may and they may not remember using your website so if you go back more than a year you it won't be as useful um but ideally so you want to send that out to you know get that customer list and email it to them give them a good friendly email good subject line to increase the chances of them reading it um, and opening it and then again that incentive same principle there you may want you i was just giving a higher incentive to these customers customer surveys than the visitor surveys mm -hmm. um and then what you would do is you would do this automated uh, after you've done that initial batch to catch the whatever the last six months worth you then would need to automate it so every time um every after they've purchased depending on you know if they have to wait to receive it you would mm -hmm. send that survey whatever a week later um, via an email marketing automation. So, which is obviously critical to try also to help um, and get them to come back there. So it works well to, for adding into an email automation so that every time someone purchases, you, you get this and then you just check that list of survey responses from your customers, um, whatever, every couple of weeks to see if there's anything really interesting in there. Um, 
and so that's the best way of doing it. it it's an ongoing process the customer certainly the customer is serving mm. okay let's say that you have launched the survey right to what extent should you trust the responses because sometimes i believe that what people say is not what they really do is there a way that you can try and improve the quality of responses yeah that that's a very good question i mean that's was kind of alluding to earlier so mm -hmm. so first of all you need to change the instead of just saying you have a chance to win it it should be um the person who gives the best feedback or most useful feedback and you can tell um while you're reading it the people who have just rushed because they um the people who do spend time and are really thoughtful you'll start to see patterns in mm -hmm. in the feedback that you're getting and you're like oh yeah that kind of that, that person kind of said that in a similar way over there like oh hmm yeah if we combine those two thoughts together we could do this so you you doing that will naturally um weed out that people who are just eager to please and trying to win that contest and then um as i was saying when you're introducing the survey, you need to be saying things like, please be honest with your feedback, <laughs> give suggestions yeah. and, and tell mm -hmm. them, look, we're not just looking for praise and um, nice things. This is, we want you to be as honest as possible. We're looking for constructive feedback um, and what we can improve. If you don't mention that, yeah, that that's also going to um, make people think they want to, they shouldn't be, you know, a lot of people are too nice um, <laughs> when they're, yeah. you know, particularly the English, when they're, I mean, some of these feedback I've, I've seen, you know, it's very like, oh, um, yes, sorry to mention it, but, you know, they're very nice. So yeah, yeah. The US, yeah. a bit more direct, I found. Yeah. But in, in the, um, so that's why it's always good, in particular in the UK, to ask this, you know, please be honest. Don't worry about if anything is negative. Um, we're looking for the most um, useful and honest, best feedback. That will really help. Okay. Okay, let's just shift gears a bit here. We've uh, chatted a lot about uh, customer surveys. Do you have other techniques that you use to gather conversion research insights besides customer surveys? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good, that's a good question because the, these customer surveys and visitor surveys are uh, uh, very important parts of conversion research. And in my opinion, you can't do effective conversion research, commercial optimization without it. There's also some other really high impact ways of doing conversion research. And the other one I always highly recommend is user testing. So mm -hmm. instead, and you you know you ask them similar questions but you know you've got them on your website you can actually ask them to do things go to particular pages you can guide them um, to put parts that you want particular feedback on um, so that works really well you know setting up but you need to ensure that it's your target audience is mm -hmm. um, uh, it matches uh, um, the user testers you know using demographic screener questions um, to ensure that they are the they match your target audience, so um, that is something you know. Get at least five user tests on mobile, five on desktop. Um, ask them, you know, um, similar types of questions. I mean, the, the other thing you can do is even at the end of it, you can ask them, you know, what other. Please go to Google and try to find another website similar to this. 
article um, and they will go and they will give you and ask them for their feedback on another website. Just in the same way in the customer survey, you another good question for that would have been, um, did you consider nearly buying from someone else? And why did you nearly consider that? And if you get answers from that, then it will help you realize, oh, okay, they've got that service or they've got this guarantee or um, they've got that messaging or content that seems to be missing. That's um, the really important ask. Just just like you can do that with user testing. So you've got moderated user testing when it's um, you, um, where you can actually ask them specific questions, and if you know if they end up um, really interested in one particular page, you can make the you can dig deeper as you go. But most common way of doing it is unmoderated. You know where you you um, set the questions in advance, and then they do it on their mobile phone, and and then it gets sent to you with their audio. And recording of the of the um, answers, which gives again really good. And the other good thing with that is it it will help you find bug fixes. Mm -hmm. So business surveys, you know, sometimes they'll um, point out things that are broken, but um, quite often they won't have noticed them yet. Whereas on a full journey user test on your website or mobile and um, desktop they may uncover issues and um, particularly interesting if they're using a, a, a you know like a mobile browser maybe they're using a, um, like Samsung um, internet for example mm -hmm. rather than using Safari or Chrome which may make you see like oh wow look that's that's broken that shouldn't be like that so also it's also really good for helping understand what could be broken because um, you know the other interesting is thing conversion rate optimization is you've got to fix the broken things like you know fix broken mm -hmm. shit first because mm -hmm. um, if you don't do that then even getting these ideas and insights from your customer customers via conversion research it won't work as well if you've if you're fundamentally got something you know not a good user experience that that isn't being detected um very often so so that's why user testing, I would always highly recommend that. And it can really work well with in, in combination with um, visitor and customer surveys. I highly recommend them. And it's to me, it's, it's really exciting and uh, really eye-opening. And I guarantee you that if you do it and you haven't done it before and you do it well, mm -hmm. you will be like, wow, this is amazing. Better, better than any other kind of research I've, I've ever done before you will quite often say that, particularly if you haven't done this before. Yeah, we have talked about how often a survey should be launched, the kind of questions that should be asked, and how to improve the quality of customer feedback. Let's talk about what you do with the feedback that you get from the customers. Suppose you get about 500 responses. What's next? Yeah, very good question. So, well, first of all, with the, with the visitor survey, you can, I would actually stop it after 200 um because that will give you a good mm -hmm. um kind of amount to analyze that would you'll get a lot of patterns through that and a good cross-section of responses so you don't really need much more than 200 you can always run it again after you've made more improvements but once you've got those um what you need to do is uh, um you can use things like word clouds to pick out keywords but i don't really find them that useful and it can pull up words that are not, not really that or really that like um uh, um like shipping or delivery like okay that's 
mm-hmm. one word on its own doesn't really give you much insight but uh, the best thing that you need to do is um what's called like codification of the of the types of um, insights you're getting so whether okay. whether it's an issue whether it's a suggestion whether um it's, it's a fix um those are major categories there then you 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 would also do um categorization by the, the page that it's on so mm-hmm. um for the home page what are the major issues do it through all um, create a spreadsheet and write down those um issues try to um um, come up with the most interesting ones and list them down separately. And also mm-hmm. the amount of times each is mentioned, because um, that is also important to see. If something gets mentioned 50 times, then um, that is going to be really um, important for you to address that in particular. So uh, use some kind of um, quantitative um, analysis in there as well. But don't just discard something if it's only been mentioned once, because some mm-hmm. people. Yeah. They they may have not noticed it or um, may not have even thought that it was an issue, but it actually is an issue. So mm-hmm. that's why it's important to look at every response um, and spend, you know, you'll need like good five, four or five hours to, to review the uh, the answers. Um, sit down with your, your, your team, review them with them um, and really kind of then convert that into, excuse the pun, into uh, ideas for improving your website. And then you would then prioritize those depending on what page it's on, um, how likely impact you think it's gonna have on improving your website. And then if you've got enough traffic, maybe test them. Mm, Nice, nice. This has been very insightful. Um, for, For our listeners, what do you think should be like the main takeaway from this episode when it comes to customer service, if there's like maybe two or three uh, takeaways that they should like grab from this episode. Yeah. I, well, I would say, first of all, get out of the mindset of the, of the uh, kind of dull, boring corporate um, product orientated surveys and think about it in terms of visitor experience um, and customer experience. And then also the number one thing that will change everything is asking um for the the uh, giving a, a higher incentive like a hundred dollars or something for the best or most useful feedback because nice. um, you'll cut out all of that crap that you when you may have done surveys before like oh this is just full of people saying yes or no or like mm-hmm. wanting to win the prize that will change the entire way of the results you get but then ultimately if you don't ask good enough questions you won't get very good insights so it all kind of it's not just a simple question of setting up a survey it's like knowing what to ask which is what where i've come to learn after doing these so many times um and how to ask it those are the the key things with visitor surveys and customer surveys but don't give up if it doesn't work um you can always you can always increase the incentive you know try 50 dollars to begin with um you increase it to 100 again it's it's peanuts in comparison to the value that it will bring and insights that will be but will bring and it and it will work obviously if you've got very little traffic it's going to be a problem um and there are other tools that you can use like usability hub you can actually mm-hmm. try to find your target audience in, in usability hub and kind of set up set up a mini survey the only problem is they haven't been on your website really 
you can show that you would show them the website in the usability hub and hope that the demographics are right but and then it's not anywhere near as good or reliable as getting visitors that are on your website so yeah but yeah if you don't do anything else this week uh, if, um do this because it, it will be very enlightening and uh will, will open your eyes to like how visitors what they really think and it's great for um proving to maybe your boss um doesn't like something done in a certain way or wants it done his way or um you know there's a fundamental um way of in your business of doing something and you don't want to detract from it but if you get this feedback enough of it um that all adds up it will help you optimize your business as well as your website because that's all you know to me commercial optimization is website related but the bigger picture is you know business optimization where yeah yeah um you know making sure that your products your, your customers love your product the, the shipping is great that they come back again um yeah creating new products it's all um really really important so okay one of the things i usually ask people who are way ahead of me in terms of experience in conversion optimization is about books what books are you reading now? Um, but that's a good question. Books, I haven't read anything in a while. I, I find the problem with books is that by the time they've been written, um, particularly with website um, te yeah. techniques and stuff, I mean, I, I can speak from experience that, I mean, yeah, yeah. I was I was lucky because um, it only took me about nine months to write my book and they they published it pretty quickly um, at the time because they, they didn't have a lot of other publications going out at the same time but then it mm -hmm. so it took basically a year and a half for me to uh, by the time I started writing it to the time it got launched oh. um, um and CRO you know the techniques grow like in in the in my book, I didn't write that much about conversion research mm -hmm. um I wrote about best practices and um maybe testing and things but so we like when I write a new book in the future I would Talk more about conversion research but no, my, my point here is that I, I find that you know with books that unless it's a broad topic or a um you know like a marketing technique with a new spin on it or something that something radically different i don't generally tend to read them i, I prefer um reading articles um from trusted sources like um one of the one of the really good newsletters that i've liked at the moment is um pebble yar's new agency called Spiro he mm -hmm. they've got this really good um CRO insight newsletter uh, I highly recommend that very very good yeah. very detailed very different so I highly recommend um um looking at that one and where I get my most of my value is being part of um slack channels there's so many great slack channels out there now where if you don't if you want to get feedback from someone on their opinion of it or if they've done it before um that has really been tremendously helpful to me more than, re than reading any book or e even some of the courses out there i mean again peps um cxl um courses of the institute is is excellent highly recommend that um but yeah books um not so much but if i mean if you are looking for the basics and you, you're very new to zero then um so you can read um my book it's quite old now but it does cover the basics and the essentials very well um 
Uh, yeah, and uh, one of the other books that definitely recommend, though, that gets talked about a lot is The um, Influence by Robert Cialdini. Yeah, yeah. Where it talks about the um, six major factors of persuasion, you know, things like social proof, urgency, scarcity. That was a real eye opener to me and um, to, to start to use those techniques online because they work very well. So if you haven't read that, um, I'm sure many of you have go and read that it's, it's a very good book good, very good book and it will get you thinking things in, in a slightly different way mm -hmm. um and then as i said web analytics books avanash kaushik's avanash kaushik has done yeah. the web analytics 2.0 book yeah quite old now for 10 years old but still very relevant still got amazing content in it um he's got great news he's got this great new um um it's like a VIP newsletter that you have to pay for. Mm -hmm. It's got some real um, great, you know, nuggets in there that you can't easily get elsewhere. He's got free versions still, but definitely recommend that one as well. So yeah, that, that's that's what I would say for for recommendations for, for trying to learn and um, <laughs> the CRO. Okay, suppose some of our listeners want to connect with you, they want to reach out to you. Where can they find you? You can reach out to me on LinkedIn um, on there, definitely, or you can come to our website, rich-page.com. I'm actually offering at the moment um, free 10-minute conversion reviews of any page of your choice. I'll just simply do a quick recording um, and give you my initial thoughts about that. Is it often a good way of understanding what potential you have? So come come check that out um, as well. I'll the, I'll include the link for everyone listening will, to if they wanna. Yeah, I'll make sure that I'll add the link in the transcript for this episode. And then uh, I've also got a good blog post on Medium that talks about all these different visitor survey questions. So um, there's and custom survey questions. So definitely yeah. recommend checking that out too. That's all for this episode. Thank you, Rich, for taking your time to share your knowledge with us. And special thanks to everyone listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or leave a rating and a review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on LinkedIn at Simba Dube and on Twitter at Simba Dube ZW. See you next time.